The professional interests and personal priorities of our hosts result in regular child development coupled with educational and brain learning conversations. Join in as Dr. Larry Mercer and Michelle Charles bring their expertise before the microphone as part of an ongoing dialogue between this father and daughter duo on Let's Build Their Brain. We've talked previously about being diligent when it comes to potential dangers, and I wanted us to spend a little more time talking about the fact we have instant access to so much information. This can be a wonderful resource, while at the same time there is much of the content that we have instant access to that's not necessarily age-appropriate for young children. At the moment, I'm honestly mostly thinking of news content. On one hand, I think about the fact I need and want to be well-informed, and I want my son to learn to be well informed of what's happening in terms of current events. But I also recognize I cannot simply let him watch or listen to the news with me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, instant access to information is a double-edged sword. It provides us with a wealth of knowledge and information, but it also exposes us to content that may not be suitable for young children. It's kind of essential to strike a balance between staying informed to protect our children from potentially harmful or distressing content. I think it's important to think about children have different levels of maturity and understand the various ages. And there are some strategies I'd like to suggest for us to think about. First of all, it's important to select age-appropriate resources. Choose news sources of programs specifically designed for children or young audiences. Uh, these sources often present current events in a more digestible and age-appropriate manner. Another thing is think about watching together whenever possible, taking the time to pause from busy work day and uh, watch and listen to news with your child. This allows a parent to provide context, answer questions, and address any concerns they may have in real time. And then it's okay to use online parent controls. Most digital platforms give them a lot of some parental control options. You can use these settings to filter out content that may not be suitable for your child's age. Those are just some initial thoughts. Okay. Those are great tips and thoughts about the, yes, beforehand process of consuming the news with your child. What do we do after they've been exposed to the information? You, you mentioned listening and watching together. So what do we do in addressing things real time? Well, I think it starts by taking advantage of the moment and that is if you sense that the child is responding in a way that needs further elaboration then explain and discuss uh, take the time to explain in a way they can understand it and discuss their feelings because you'll see some non-verbals maybe facial expressions maybe body postures that indicate shock or dismay or confusion or even distress uh, reassure them that they're, they're there to provide comfort and guidance and then it really it's an excellent opportunity to encourage critical thinking as your child grows, encourage them to think critically about the news. Teach them to question and evaluate information, helping them develop media literacy skills. That's something that we don't often realize that these are also teachable moments for our children in real life, in real life, real time, real time life encounters. Well, you mentioned age appropriateness, and that's one one thing that's really important when it comes to 
a topic like this, and there are many news stories that are, are top headlines that I don't feel are age appropriate for my son's age right now. And it's sometimes it might be for his benefit or maybe for the benefit of another adult where I want to share, you know what, we won't be talking about this certain topic or we won't be looking at the news stories about this topic. What are some things I can say about why we might be avoiding some topics or content that are really common points of discussion in the world at the moment? The reality is sometimes there are other friends and they're exposed to it in ways other than our own household. So it's essential to communicate openly with your child. You can say something like, we want to make sure that what you see or hear is suitable for your age and understanding. Some news stories can be complicated or scary. And we want to protect you from things that may be too overwhelming for you right now. As you grow mature, we'll gradually introduce you to more information that's appropriate for your age. It's really a balancing openness and also not backing down from the responsibility to be a steward of what your child is exposed to. There are some times when a caregiver will decide we are going to talk about something in the news and this isn't one of those real positive or feel-good situations, but it's important for the child to know about it. How do we prepare for that and present the conversation in a way that will help make it easier for the child to handle? I want to double back on something I said earlier, that it's always your age appropriate. It's, it's really important to be sensitive to that. It also means um, choosing the right time and place. Finding a quiet, comfortable space where you and your child can talk without distractions. Be honest, but simple. Use language that your child can understand and provide a basic overview of the situation. As much as possible, avoid graphic details or complex explanations because those things get embedded in your child's mind and brain exposed to some of the circumstances that triggers and sometimes it could create persistent stress that you don't want a child to deal with. But encourage questions. Let them know that they can ask questions and express their feelings openly. And be prepared to answer the question if necessary because you need to have a background in order to give them a proper response to their questions. Well, some kids, when you get to that point of wanting to ask questions, they might still be processing or they might be hesitant to ask questions or not even know what to ask in some of those difficult situations. What do you do then? Emphasize safety. I reiterate to them that you're there to keep them safe, provide comfort during difficult times, and find ways to share positive aspects, if possible, highlight any hopeful or positive elements of the news story for that balance. And then always offer comfort. Uh, hug your child or hold your child if they need physical reassurances. Remind them that you're there to support them, that they don't have to figure that out all by themselves. That's when it gets really scary. Hmm. You know, there's a lot more that we could discuss when it comes to navigating how to expose our child to the information that they have instant access to. So we're going to plan to come back to this on the next episode. But let's get into our brain building blocks and share some practical and applicable ways to grow brains as we wrap up this time together. What's a brain-friendly food you want us to think about for today? <laughs> I'm a weird one today. Bell pepper, bell pepper. Bell peppers are high in vitamin C and they protect brain cells from damage. They have antioxidants that help protect the brain from oxidative stress. They can help the neural protection. One of the things you can do is you incorporate bell peppers in your child's diet 
adding them to salads, stir fries, sandwiches, the elaborate color and sweet flavor can make them appealing to kids. And they, they provide a taste of way that's for brain health and, and development. What might I say when my child has a that's-so-sad moment after hearing something in the news? Man, I, I appreciate your kindness and empathy. It's okay to feel sad when you hear about difficult things. Let's talk about what you're feeling. Let's, let's talk about what you're feeling. And, and I want to make sure you understand that uh, it's, a, it's important to offer the smallest act of care. Is there anything we can do to help those people? Maybe we can pray for them or send them a note on a card. I think it's, it's important to identify and tap into your child's feelings. Make sure they're able to process those at the moment. All right. Finally, for a fun activity. Going along with our previous question, you can find a need that your child notices and try to brainstorm ways to make a difference in that situation. Or it could be something similar or just a need that would be in honor of the initial need that you noticed. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I want to emphasize the importance of fostering empathy, critical thinking, and a sense of hope in our children. In spite of what's happening in the world around them, it's important for them to be able to not get bogged down and thinking about all the details, but asking the question, how can I help? How can I be part of the solution? Uh, these qualities will not only help them navigate through the complexities of the world, but also they can be, they can be part of the solution. Uh, keep the lines of communication open and continue to nurture that growth. That's, that's what just a few concluding thoughts as we talk about this whole instant asset issue that we're dealing with as caregivers in today's world. Join us next time for more information and brain building blocks. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with Let's Build Their Brain via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Let's Build Their Brain Pod and on Twitter at Build Their Brain. Thank you for checking back with us each Monday for a new episode. We hope you leave each podcast with practical and applicable suggestions to aid your endeavor of building the brains of the ones you love. Until next time, let's build their brain. Thank you.